welcome back to the Conspiracy Club. We're glad that you've joined us. I'm your captain of the Conspiracy Club Navy, Emir, and I am joined by my first mate, Thomas No Legs, also known as TJ. Ahoy. Yep. It's one of those. It's one of those ones. <laughs> make sure <laughs> make sure you grab a copy of the minutes so you can follow along with Thomas and I as we explore the ghost ship, the SS Orang Midan. Following my last episode on the plane ride from hell, I wanted to leave the wrestling world and go onto a ghost ship. So let's die. Wow. So let's walk the plank. I prefer let's die. And dive. Yeah, I I did not mean that. Let's walk the plank and dive into these ghost waters. You ready, big Tommy legs? Hell yeah. I'm ready to go for a swim. All right. Let's get into the SS Erlang Mudan. I think that's how it's said, but I don't know if it's just if I'm putting a little bit too much pepper on it. So You might be, but it's just, you oh. know, you know, it's salt bay it. Add some flavor. He never wears gloves and it really angers me, but it's okay. Oh, that's true. Okay, so the reports on the Aram Midan vary, with some saying it began in June 1947 or February 1948. However, the story of the Orang Midan begins with the emergency distress call sent over Morse code to two American vessels navigating the Straits of Malacca. Those two vessels being one, the city of Baltimore, and two, the Silver Star. The message was split into two separate parts. The first message read as follows. All officers, including the captain, are dead, lying in the chart room and bridge. Possibly a whole crew dead. This message was followed by the second one, which only said, and I quote, I die. Nothing else was sent after this message, so rip to that guy. Yikes. What uh, an ominous message. Possibly all the crew dead and then just I die? Yeah. I don't know what that He's second one's dramatic. about. <laughs> you couldn't, he couldn't finish it? He's dead. Like it, That was pretty much, that was it. <laughs> oh, that was sent as a that ghost. That was a message. Yeah. Well, he probably, it was like right before he was like, I, and then he was like, die, bam, dead. That's <laughs> in. But right, it's so fine. Let's get into this. Wait, I want to know what happened. All right. So the two vessels mentioned earlier, the city of Baltimore and the Silver Star, decided to respond to the SOS. With the help of British and Dutch listening posts, they were able to triangulate the location of the vessel, which they soon discovered to be the Dutch freighter, the SS Orang Midan. The Silver Star was the first ship to locate the Orang Midan. It was discovered drifting through the ocean with no power to the motors and no visible crew, but there also appeared to be no damage to the vessel. So the Silver Star pulled alongside the Midan and attempted to call the crew but received nothing, which they then radioed to the crew, which they received what they called an eerily silent response. So the captain of the Silver Star decided to form a boarding party and boarded the ship. Do you know what Orang Madan means? Uh, no. Or is it just like some, is it Dutch? 
then? This says it means Urang means man, and Madan is the largest city on the island of Sumatra. Yep. Oh, so it sense so hence the registered name Urang Madan literally means man from Madan. Yeah. So we we have this silent response, but but they already issued the SOS, so we know something's going down, and we're a little spooked, but we're gonna check it out. Let's get into it. When they arrived on the ship, they were met with a very horrifying picture. Dead sailors were found littered throughout the ship, and they were all found sprawled on their backs. Their faces were frozen, looking up towards the sun, with their mouths gaping open and their eyes staring straight ahead, like some horrific caricature. Their bodies had begun to decay abnormally fast, and rigor mortis locked their arms, making it seem like they died fighting a midnight attacker. The only animal on board, being a dog, was found on board frozen with a savage snarl on its face. During a search of the ship, the captain was on the bridge in the same position. The bridge officers were found in the wheelhouse and chat room, like they were attempting to barricade themselves from the unstoppable fate. The engineering crew was also found below deck with the same frozen look of terror, and the radio operator who possibly sent out the SOS was found in his station having died possibly after sending the message. Wow, that is something else. I Normally I can have like some kind of guess about what happened to them, but this is like straight up like science fiction horror film type stuff. Yeah, I don't know what causes people to like freeze and die like that. It's very, it is, it's very like nightmarish. Like there's, I can't, personally, I guess I don't, I don't have any idea what would cause that. There might be something that we might find out about. The Silver Star search party made several notes while on the ship, which were the following. None of the crew members had any physical injuries, even though their faces said otherwise. Also, their bodies had begun decaying rapidly, rigor mortis locking their arms in place like they never had the chance to lose muscle control and the rest of the ship was found unharmed, with no damage. The biggest moment of confusion came with the still operational boiler room. With the room heat being around 130 degrees, the crew of the Silver Star reported to feel a sudden chill. At this point, they decided to tow the ship back to the port for further research. They went as far as to secure tow lines. Then suddenly the SS Orang Medan caught on fire, which then made the Silver Star crew retreat back to their ships. And when they retracted the tow lines, the SS Orang Medan immediately exploded with an explosion that sent the ship up into the air and then straight to the bottom of the ocean, along with all the secrets that it may have had. God damn, dude. This is like when we do stories and then like there's like police that just like bungle the evidence or like shit like that. Where you're like, how how could the evidence have been lost? This is like the universe being like, no, 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 no. You're not going to ever find out. Yeah, it was like, mind your business, fam. That's like the worst case scenario possible. You get on board, tons of dead bodies. You're like, all right, let's let's leave and figure this out because something's eerie going on. Let's just take this back to shore. And then it just explodes. <laughs> Did they ever send like submarine like expedition crews down? To- this was the 50s, man. They didn't have that. I mean, they had it, but like. They weren't doing that shit. All the evidence we have is just stuff they got they got from when they first went under the ship. Yes. 
that seems like it's going to make a rough, uh, rough go of it when trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, you know, usually I try to explain like a lot of these things away, but some of this I can't really like, I can't even really explain it. But there are some theories to what could have happened. So let's just get into them. Theory number one, hazardous cargo. Her first theory, which is believed by many, is that the ship was carrying cargo from the Japanese military unit 731. They are infamous for carrying out multiple experiments on live American and Chinese soldiers during World War II. One example of these experiments is when they tied up POWs to stakes in circles around grenades and then exploded them. They did this in order to study the injuries and learn how to make better anti-personnel weapons. So some believe that the Orang Midan was carrying either anti-personnel or equipment, which was then released on accident, killing the entire crew. Oh, interesting. But why would they be carrying that kind of stuff? The reason this is a contempted theory is because many people believe that since any personnel related to military unit 731 are war criminals, that would explain why the SS Orang Midan was not listed on any known naval registries at all. The ship was also mentioned in a letter many years later that was declassified by the CIA by C.H. Mark, who at the time was the assistant to the director of the CIA. The letter was sent to an individual whose name remains redacted, dated December 5, 1959. In the letter, Mark explains the events of the ship being found and later disappearing, which at the end, Mark says, I feel sure that the SS Orang Medan tragedy holds the answer to many of these airplane accidents and all unsolved mysteries of the sea. Mark also highlights that highlights what he calls alarming passages in old English chronicles and talks about the sightings of huge fiery spears rising or disappearing into the seas by ship captains and crews. At the end of the letter, he then asked the unknown person who the letter is addressed to this question. Do you think something from the unknown is involved? And... He asked the seas, which is wild, what terrifying secrets does it hold? And he believes that the SS Orang Midan might have the answer to that question. Wow, so this is like just the tip of the iceberg, pretty much. That's insane. Yeah, it's, he he sends the letter to a redacted source. They still have not, you know, revealed. And yeah, he's wondering like, did, does the unknown have anything to do with this? But then the question becomes, what is the unknown? What does that even mean? You know, what does the unknown mean? Yeah, because well, he started out by, you know, following the thread of previously, like maybe it was uh, these weapons that they were developing. But then he goes, I think he mentions the old English chronicles and talks about, you know, kind of almost fantasy mm-hmm. uh, elements which is kind of crazy. That makes me think that he, they're very afraid of what is out there. So, but what kind of equipment was it potentially carrying? Like toxic gas, nerve agent type stuff? That's why they were frozen in those in those uh, forms? Yes, I believe it was uh, toxic gas, nerve agents, stuff like that. Just that could just, you know, basically shut down your system probably immediately as soon as getting hit by it. Which is why they didn't have any physical, uh, yeah. Which why like harm to them? Yeah, and which is uh, because what when they were doing the uh, the whole like experiments on exploding the grenades and seeing they were checking the wounds, like the wounds to see how it was and stuff like that. 
I'm thinking they were trying to probably recreate it without wounds to see how that would work to make it because it would be way more dangerous if you have something that could, you know, kill someone without people being able to find out how they died. That would also might help to explain like why they sort of decaying so fast. Maybe like if it's some toxic agent that like gets into your your system. Okay, I'll 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 bite on that one. I don't know about the the old English Chronicle, but I'll bite on the a nerve agent or something something like that being released on the show. Oh yeah, no no the old English Chronicle. He's on his own. But uh, I also kind of fall it to like it was the 1950s and. Everyone was super scared of aliens back then, so I can understand that. Yeah, well, this is like right before like prime conspiracy theory years too, like the sixties and seventies. So people are like, pretty, they'll, they'll believe anything. Plus, at this time, they were doing like the you know, weren't they doing the LSD trials and all that on the low? I don't know if the I don't know if that was in the fifties. That was probably more in the sixties, but I'm sure it was. Out well, there. like it's late fifties, so you got to think they're already they're planning. You know, potentially, yeah. Like you have to think it's probably on the list of things to give a shot at. If that was one of the things they came up with, and like they had to plan it, so you can only imagine what other things they were coming up with in the late fifties. I mean, this is like post Roswell and all that, so there's lots of crazy stuff out there. And that one big shift that we talked about a couple of years ago that like disappeared. So, uh, and that one was theorized. That one, this one didn't disappear. But that one's theorized to disappear for like a bunch of crazy reasons too. So you never know. Or like Bermuda Triangle type stuff. Before we get into the next and final theory, I would like to say in another letter by Mark, who references another letter he wrote on May 29th, 1958. He says that it was answered by Mr. Dulles, that Mr. Dulles is the former head of the CIA, Alan Dulles, which makes a lot of sense. So may believe that that was the person who he was sent uh, addressing in the letter. But it still remains redacted. But a lot of people believe that the letter was to the former head of the CIA who got kicked out via, you know, his terrible handling of several events. Oh, so this is like a mistake. Like they didn't redact it later on like they should have too. Yeah, I, I'm i guessing. I don't know if that would be true, though. Like, I don't know if it would be true that it would be him. It's just them kind of like. I'm guessing people were drawing conclusions between like, well, he mentioned them in this letter, so he has to be talking about them in this letter. I don't know. But at the same time, the Bay and Pigs evasion is really how he lost his job, Alan Dulles, because he kind of really hammed that up and he got fired by, oh, John. Uh, You know. Uh, Okay, so I guess you could see this of two ways. Either this is, you know, the government making a mistake by not redacting it or the fact that that isn't redacted tells us that he isn't the person. Yes. And that there's a bigger name. Maybe it was the president at the time or some shit. I don't know. The second theory is an easy one, which is that an undetected malfunction in the ship's boiler would have caused the escape of carbon monoxide, which would have killed everyone in the ship silently. So, now I ask Tom, which one do you believe? So I don't know about the effects of carbon monoxide poisoning, but so I guess it's possible that they f- can freeze people like mid animation and with these horrific looks on their face and and all that. 
and maybe it can lead to the faster decay but that is i guess not knowing anything about him that seems un uh, anything about it that seems unlikely it's also like you said that's much more boring i'd prefer to go with the the nerve agent due to like sneaky experiments and stuff like that yeah and my other thing with the carbon monoxide thing okay only i have okay in my mind my hypothesis was what the carbon monoxide was they were making those faces because they were watching everyone die around them oh but what about the dog but that's the thing. Why was the dog freaking out? Maybe the dog was, you know, could smell it. And it was like, stop, everybody, like, get it together or something. Yeah, maybe. Well, I guess also, like, animals are, like, very perceptive in terms of, like, so maybe he was like, oh, shit, this is not good, like you just said. Or maybe he was in pain or maybe he was struggling and he was, like, just snarling at yeah, that. I don't know. But I don't know how it would lock that on their face. Yeah, that's 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 the horror movie aspect. Is you would think it'd be like, uh oh, and then they die and they're frozen, like that, you know, just like I don't, which isn't frozen in animation. I guess I don't really understand. That that's the part that's really freaking me out. That their eyes were like looking out and their mouths were open. Like it's very much so like they died. It seems like they would have died abruptly for that to happen. Yeah, it felt like they died of like either a gas or them seeing something that was fucked up and they were like oh my god yeah like if if it was like an age like some kind of nerve agent or gas like it maybe that could like paralyze them and so they're they're like uh oh something's happening and then they start to freak out and they freeze because they can't move anymore and then they die which i like that idea more than the carbon monoxide one yeah so i guess we'll never know though yeah, I guess I'd like them to go and like send an expedition down there and check it out. I feel like that's they should do that. They they've looked for Amelia Earhart for like decades. We've sent stuff down to the Titanic. Let's just check out what's going on down there. Maybe there's something that we could find and learn about what happened. Well, all those events happen to people who are of a You know what? I'm not going to do it. Oh, see, so you just you're like, "Oh, we don't care." Yeah, I'm PC, I'm PC me. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to come out with my hot take of why they won't send anyone to search for this ship as opposed to those two ships. But, uh... Well, hear me out. Here's another idea. What if they found something on there that was incriminating to the U.S. and so we just, that too. We just blew it up ourselves? I don't know about that. I feel like it's more of a, if it is incriminating to the U.S., it's kind of like, well, let's just leave it there. Because no one's going to go and look. But if you so find that boat it. drifting around, you might find something. You better just destroy well, yeah. So, yeah, like, blow it up. Like, yeah, blow it up at the end of the day. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, you're not going to find it. Like, I'm not going to go and look at a boat where it's already lost. Like, it's gone, dude. That boat's never coming back. So you can't do anything about it. You can't be annoying. You know? I guess this was also, like, uh, what, 60 years ago? So... It's probably like a lot of the any evidence that might have remained is probably washed away or destroyed at this point. Exactly. So everything's probably, you know, peaceful for them now. That's why. You know? But that is all I have for you all this week for Conspiracy Club. What are we talking about next week, Thomas? So uh, we're going to do an episode on superstition. You know, do you have a good luck charm? Do you do you avoid walking underneath ladders? Do you pick up pennies when they're head side up? All that jazz. We're going to talk about some... It's going to be no death. 
I don't think. It's going to be very lighthearted, hopefully, and I would like it to be an engaging interaction with the audience. So on our Twitter, which is at Tom and Demir, and I'll post them on our Instagram too, which is also at Tom and Demir. You should tell us if you are superstitious, and if you are, what kind of stuff do you do involving your superstition? Do you have any rituals that you believe uh, bring you good luck? Are there any things that you avoid because you think they'll bring you bad luck? Or you can send them to our Facebook page, comment on a post, or just message it to us. Um, our Facebook page is just Conspiracy Club, and uh, we're always down to have a conversation with you guys about this stuff. Also, if you have any comments about the episode today, the SS uh, Orang Medan and the mysterious deaths of its entire crew, you should send uh, comments about that to our uh, social media as well. I would now, but it due to you all once again, and during this meeting, we've already plugged our ship basically. But like I always say, join the club and damn boats in the 50s were fooked. Goodbye, folks, and I love you all. <laughs>